Hi everybody, welcome to the Overeaters Anonymous 100 Pounder Special Focus. My name is Rita Q and today is Wednesday the 5th of January 2022 and uh, today I am so pleased to introduce Joe Kay from Florida. He is currently based in Boynton Beach. Joe came into the room shortly after Thanksgiving in 2017 and he's originally from Brooklyn in New York. So I will let Joe tell you his story. Take it away Joe. Thank you, uh, Rita. Um, Joe, uh, compulsive overeater, uh, 260 pounder. And by that, I mean that I am uh, down uh, 260 pounds from my max weight of 512 pounds. Um, to give you an idea of what that is, and, and we'll get to the photos in a moment, because that's where you, what you really, you know, what you really want to be like, oh, I got to listen to this guy because, well, pff, look. Uh, but uh, 237 kilos uh, max weight. Now that's about 117 kilos or so. And um, I was a 62 inch waist. Um, so if any of you are five foot two or so, um, that's how how long around my waist it was. Um, now I'm a 42 inch waist. Um, so we'll get into the share screen share for just a moment here. So this is me. Um, not quite at over 500. This is just under 500 after my, my weight loss journey began. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, but that's definitely the, the round face and the double chin. Um, that's me in a custom-made suit I had made for me um, that they, they screwed up. And I, I was so embarrassed by the fact that I had started gaining. They, it, they made it wrong when, they, when, it, when I ordered it. And then by the time I got to sending it back, I had, my body had changed so much. I felt so embarrassed because I'd gained so much more weight that I couldn't, I couldn't bring it to them. Um, that ultimately I, I did wind up going to another tailor and getting something of that done. But, but the, the, the relationship between me and clothes and food and money, these things are just entirely intertwined. Like I have been, um, I'll get to a little bit more into this. Um, but in my abstinence and recovery, I have been homeless in Los Angeles uh, and a wealthy homeless. Like I had a car at a part-time job, but, and, and I couch surfed or, or house sat, cat sat for fellows. But I felt like I didn't, I had to choose between having the money for abstinent food and having the, um, and having the money for rent. And I chose rent. And that means that I ate foods that were not healthy for me um, and ultimately spun me back into, into the food. Um, so that's me and my parents. That the, the photo there of me uh, with my Little League soccer uh, uniform, that's because I, I from that card in 1989 when I was nine years old, you can do the math of how old I am, um, I was five foot tall, 105 pounds. Because when you've lost over 200 pounds and people have known you and, and know that you haven't weighed this little in over 20 years, um, people ask you, like, well, how'd you do it? Did you were, you were you heavy as a kid? And I thought I was, and I'm open to the possibility because at, at five foot tall and 105 pounds in the US, that, that's not, that's not even, I don't even know if that's overweight. That's, that's just, and I had little baby, baby fat around my cheeks, but, but somewhere between that, that year when I was nine and when I was 13, and I'm told that my mom, when I was 11, is the closest when my mom came to leaving my father with the family drama and all that growing up, but that, that this photo is, um, it represents um, the beginning. And by the time I was 13, I was 270 pounds. So, um, and, and I was also 5'10". So I had grown uh, uh, 10 inches in height. So weight, dramatic weight shifts were not uncommon. Uh, have done two or three fad diets in my life, have lost 95 pounds. 
uh, or 100, 110 pounds uh, three times in my life. Uh, it's my my father and my sister. This is me after the first time I, I dramatically lost weight. Um, so that's the lowest. I hadn't been uh, haven't been that weight. I'm 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 even a little lighter there than I am now. Uh, but I haven't been that that size since uh, probably 2001. Uh, so um, just to give you a sense of it, now you get the the real the real fun one, which is so this is yesterday, right? That's uh yeah I'm just gonna like I it's, I, I want to do that without ego, um but there's you know, I, a little bit of ego is 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 gonna creep in I you can see the smile on my face, um just just looking good feeling good and and just being in a body that I can be of of service in, so yeah um but th this this is the real one uh, wait yeah here we go that one I, I did the side photo for my friend for my friend Corey because um because he loved me when I um you know, it held space for me when I looked like this and he accepted me um, and I didn't know how valuable that was. Right. And he didn't judge me. And he and he had a vision for me in my life and, and love for me that exceeded the love I had for myself. If you're heavy, if you've been through relapse, if you've come back heavier than you've ever been, my I am very clear that at 512 pounds, I got to weigh that amount. <clears throat> so that I could learn to love my body at that size more than I did so that I could appreciate the parts of myself that are lovable um, no matter what body I'm in. Uh, yeah, so uh, let's uh, let's kind of get into it now. So I'm, I'm really excited and a little intimidated uh, by 159 of you uh, wanting to get your recovery. I'm told that some people can't see the pics now. Um, is, was that, did everybody? No? Okay. So nobody saw, did people not see the pics? Let me try it one more time. Um, okay, let's do it this way. Hold on a second here. Oh, here we go. Sorry about that. All right, let's do it again. All right, can you see the pics now? Can I get some thumbs up if we can see the pics? Yes, okay, so as I said, I'll do, I'll do the short version again. Uh, so uh, over 480, maybe close to 500 pounds. Um, I'm six foot four, uh, that's uh, what is it? One nine, one nine, one nine five meters. Um, uh, as I said, this, this photo, the photo of me as a child is, is because at nine years old, I was five foot 105 pounds. And I thought I was I remembered being hat, heavy or fat, even at that age, but in reality, I wasn't. So I had made up a story, but in reality, I think I, but what happened is I think I started living into my, my identity as being a heavy kid or a fat kid up and down, uh, for years and years. Um, yeah. And then let's do the other Let's see if we can stop share there and I'll try to share the other way to give you the, the sense of it. And, and again, this is like, right? So that's, that's yesterday. Um, yeah, that's a 42 inch waist uh, XL t-shirt. I maxed out at a 6X, 5X, 6X t-shirt. Um, yeah, and, and at, at, at 500 pounds, I can work out, I can walk a mile and sprain my ankle and be laid up. Um, and at this weight, I can 
uh, would work 10 hours at a restaurant job that I didn't think I could even do before that I, that I never had before. Cause I was never healthy enough to, to be able to walk around and still sprain my sprain my toe and be laid up. Um, so that's, uh, you know, my ability to overdo it does not depend on what size my body is. Um, thank you everybody. I'm sorry about that. Oh, the last ones we can see is when you were nine. Oh, now we can see. Okay, good. All right. So, um, what it was like, um, I was the guy who, when getting on the plane and there was one empty seat next to you, um, you worried about, uh, whether or not, um, I was going to sit there. I would so much so that I would budget money in my travel budget to buy the person sitting next to me uh, a drink or a snack or, or alcohol, whatever, because, because my existence, because I was going to be over the side of the chair and in the arm and, and like my existence was, was an inconvenience to them. Um, because I needed help, because even though in my mind, I was the fit guy who could sit, even though I was 500 pounds, I was the fit guy who could sit in the emergency row and had to be told, I'm sorry, sir, but, but if you need the seatbelt extender, we can't have you sitting there. We need, we, we need to be believe that that's, that that person is, is physically fit enough to help. Um, and, uh, and I never had the, uh, the courage or the willingness to, to choose a different seat, but I learned how to sleep. Nine talk. minutes completed. Thank you. Um, but I had the courage to, uh, but I had the, I had the awareness to, to sweet talk the, the flight, the, the, the woman at the, at the, at the gate uh, to get myself a better seat or what have you, or to find out if there were empty, if there was a seat next to an empty seat, so I could be less of an inconvenience to people or to get an aisle seat. So I was only an inconvenience to one person instead of two or three. Um, what else does powerlessness look like? Um, thinking that the food was my only problem thinking that, um, that if I could just figure out the food and, I, and I've been told I'm a smart guy, I've been told I have a tremendous potential and that's really annoying because I feel like I've got a, a pile of crap as my actual in this life. Um, or at least that's how I felt. And, uh, and I was 37 years old and I was, uh, I think my best plan was that I was going to have a heart attack before I was 50 and then either get my shit together then or have a second heart attack and be dead by 55. That was my best life plan. That was, that was like the worst case, but like probably going to happen if I keep doing what I'm doing scenario. And I had been to, um, to gray sheet in the early two thousands. Uh, and somebody had said, said, and I, they showed me what they ate. And I was like, I'm, I'm not going to eat like a rabbit. Like you're going to take me from like where I'm at to that, like, that's not going to work for me. And, and my journey into this program and through this program, my current abstinence, if you had come to me and said, and I'll say there's three types of fellows in this program, but if you'd come to me and said, this is exactly what you need to eat, I would have said, I will find a way to break that. In fact, I did that. I think I went to Howe for a week. I had a sponsor who was a very new sponsor and I thought I was doing the program. Maybe I was, maybe I wasn't, but he came back to me and said, oh, we've been doing this wrong and I need to reset your time. And I was like, F this, I'm out of here. And I use that as a reason to jump back into the food for another year, year and a half. Um, it actually wasn't until I'd started having physical recovery from working uh, an SLAA program. And if you wanna know more about that, message me uh, directly or, or uh, message me on WhatsApp um, that I learned about like setting bottom lines, flexible bottom lines, right? Because, because in, even in this fellowship, my first abstinence was no flour, no sugar in the first five ingredients, no chips. 
So in my mind, I'm going to mention, I'm I okay, Rita, can I get a thumbs up if I'm okay mentioning specific foods? Yes. Okay. So I, with that abstinence at 480 pounds, I could still eat a half a pound of almond butter with a pound of apples and call that one snack, 1200 calories and, and still be fine and still be losing weight. Yeah. But, but I wouldn't recommend it. And it's not sober. And what I do now um, is what we refer to um, in, in the West Coast of, of the United States is sober eating. Um, there, if you wanna learn more about it specifically, there's a sober eating workshop as part of the OA birthday party, which is a virtual event coming up uh, January 14th, 15th, 16th. Um, well, I'll probably post a, an announcement about it, but it's oabdp.org. But it's, it's the fundamental now is my abstinence now is no unilateral food decisions. That everything I eat, has been pre-discussed, pre-negotiated, or cleared. And, and if I need to make a change, that change is cleared by someone, not me. Because I can think soberly and act sober and, and, and be sober about your food, but not about my own. Um, and that's because I'm a pickle. And when I say I'm a pickle, I mean, when you talk, when Bill talks in the big book about uh, three different types, uh, uh, about different types of fellows, and he says, and he talks about the alloy, right? The, the moderate drinker, right? Where if they have a spiritual experience or a, a change in their life or what have you, that they can, that they can right, come back. Um, they just typically at that point don't want to come back. Um, that, that's, that's not me, right? The guys, the guys who are in the other rooms, the women who are in the other rooms who have 20 or 30 pounds to lose, some of them might be, might, 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 you know, they might be able to say, if I just give up X, Y, Z for the rest of my life, or, or if I just, just, uh, uh, you know, do this or do that, I'll be okay. But I don't, they don't have this the way I do. And, and they don't, they're, 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 we're in a hundred pounder meeting, so I'm going to not pull punches. There, there are fellows in this room who may be new and the level of rigor that I work my program, it looks like it's hard. But I didn't come to it overnight. I built to it. And that's where I'm going to talk about the first step. Admitting we were powerless over food that our lives have become unmanageable. At 512 pounds, thinking that and, and, and thinking that I could, that, that was the food was my only problem. Life was my problem. Food was my only solution. I used to keep people in my life who I was, I'm a very, I've been told, and I believe I'm a very smart, intelligent person, book smart, et cetera. Not really book smart, but intuitive and intelligent. I used to keep people in my life who would show up and say, I'm broken, please fix me. And I would put them in a little box, label it broken and put them on the shelf. And when I would want, like my problems would flare up, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to deal with Joe's problems. Let me grab one of these people off the shelf and like tinker with their lives, which they invariably got it wrong anyway. I would rob them of their resourcefulness. I wouldn't, I wasn't really being of service to them. I was, I was distracting and, and being like, oh, well, I may have, I may think I've got it bad, but here's this other person who's got it terrible. And at least I'm better than them. And, and if that's the best prayer I can, I can manifest, I, I, I can muster in a day is there, but for the grace of God, go I, so be it. Um, yeah, I said the G word. Um, so for the newcomers, um, don't let the G word scare you off. Um, there are plenty of definitions of things you can call uh, good orderly direction, gift of desperation, um, the great spirit, right? I had to, when I got into program, I was um, atheist or agnostic at best. And I, I was very clear there were things I do not control. I do not control the tides. I do not control the moon and, and the movement of celestial bodies. I do not control gravity, um, et cetera, 
Uh, yeah, I got in the chat. Great outdoors. Thank you, Gloria H. Upstate New York. Absolutely a, a great place for me to connect to my to, my, to the spirit and of the universe and, and just this this thing. And um, and I I do not control those things. Coming to believe that getting to a point where the where I think that the moon or the or celestial bodies care what I stuff my face with today, that's a hard that's a stretch. That's that that took time. That took me growing a willingness to come into this program and say, I'm going to work like the deal with spirit for me up front was I'm going to work some recovery. I'm going to work some program and you're going to give me some recovery. And it was tit for tat. And I had to show up to meetings for weeks, even months at a time saying, I really want more than a than a transactional relationship with with this with the hot with my higher power with the spirit of the universe with whatever we're calling it fate will of heaven. Um, now I do call it God. Um, I have a place. Uh, for a conscious being, but I think I call it God because there's a path. I believe there's a path to spirit for everybody. And I'll even go a step further. That spirit is, is that part of the universe or the part of how things work that we don't understand. And that defy consistently defies the odds because, and we can call it a miracle, right? Because, because if you, because you saw me at 500 pounds, 512 in, and you see me at, at 251.6, and, and I can tell you that there is not a part of my life that would be better if I still weighed 500 pounds. And so I am a living, breathing, walking, talking miracle of this program. Do not leave before your miracle happens. So there's three types of fellows. The newcomers who are towing in the water, don't really know what they're, what they're doing, think they're invariably going to do it wrong and that it's all overwhelming. Be overwhelmed. That's why they say keep coming back. Really, if all you do for the next six months, eight months, a year, year and a half is keep coming back and find the people who, who, who you resonate with, right? That's, that's enough to start. That's a start. Understanding that I have a higher power, that I have a relationship with spirit, that when I say a blessing before I drink my soda or I say a blessing before, um, before I eat, eat my apple, that that's because I want conscious contact with my higher power. And so the food that my higher power shows me is healthy for my body right? I don't say I can't eat donuts and, 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 and pizza and these things. I have surrendered them. I have turned them over because I know what a life eating those looks like. It looks like expecting to die by 50, 55 years old of a heart attack or two. For me, you get to make that decision and, and get to be honest and find somebody in this program who A, has the recovery you want for sponsor. Find somebody who has the recovery you want, ask them what they're doing and grow the willingness to do more of it without pain right because Nine minutes, please. thank you so much because if you're not gonna the strength here of this program is is that there's it's never too late to run it in any way i lost a fellow last week um she was 80 years old um i i had lost touch with her the last um couple weeks she only got into the program at 60 and she had some phenomenal recovery for stretches and she got back into some of the joy of life. And she was a service to me in my recovery. And she made me feel welcomed. And I will forever remember her fondly. And, and those types of relationships, being available to that, being available to, to that for a woman 20 years my, my senior, um, it, it was not something I would have had before program. I didn't have, I didn't have, I, Little, forget patience for people, care for people, patience for people. I didn't have like, I barely, there, there, my tolerance level was, was, was virtual nail. Like if you weren't useful to me, for me to get emotionally high off of you, 
or for me to make you think that I was smart or funny and get the dopamine hit that comes with that of the acceptance and the, the validation. If I didn't, if you weren't available for me to get that from you, I didn't, I didn't need your time. I didn't care about you, but I made it a practice of going around and finding a way to get that from everybody. I was so alone that so lonely that I would stand at a supermarket uh, and I would, and, and when somebody would, would come up to an aisle past me and they would look at something, I'd be like, Oh, you want blah, blah, blah. And I would start up random conversations with people who didn't need to have me in their lives, who didn't care, who, how important is it that I give them advice about uh, this, that, or the other thing, health, 480 pounds, 500 pounds, giving other people health advice and nutrition advice. Like, really? Like, cause you, cause I want them to eat like I do. So, but I was, it was from loneliness. It was from, I, uh, from not being able to sit still from not being able to be comfortable with myself. Um, right now I'm clear that like my overwhelming and, and when my overwhelming impatience flares up, it's because I, I get down, I'm prone to getting down on myself for all the time I feel I've lost and, and all the time I feel I squandered. But I've also had the miracle of feeling like my higher power is stretching out moments of time and fill, and giving me an awareness of them as they're happening that I can see how much joy and pleasure and, and warmth and love and feeling held and protected in the universe in a way. And like, I'm a logical guy. Like even like the second I say that there's a voice in the back of my head, it kind of sounds like my dad that says, well, you know, God is just something for, uh, for, for people who don't know any better or can't handle science or the fact that we're alone, you know, wandering aimlessly on a, on a, on the third rock from the sun and uh, it's all meaningless uh, life, uh, uh, go starts, uh, starts nowhere, goes nowhere and ends in, in agony and doesn't mean anything, whatever that like voice is. It's like, you know, yeah, my, my life is going to be a dash, right? It's going to be 1980 dash some, some other year. And, um, but, but I get to make it mean something, right? And I get to do that by being of service. And I am still here, I'm clear that I'm still here because I still have service that I get to do. Um, <clears throat> so as I said, three types of fellows. The second type of fellows are the fellows who are here, who are working program, who are trying to get it, but it hasn't clicked in. And they're not sure, it could be a year, could be three years, could be four years like me, and they're not sure they're gonna stay. Um, Again, if, if, if you've got some recovery, if you think you've got a better idea, if there's something else, go out there, right? This is, not, this, this is not for everyone. This program isn't for everyone who needs it. It isn't for everyone who wants it, right? The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop acting on your own compulsive, uh, what is that? Uh, that's the fourth, third tradition, fifth tradition, whatever it is. But, but the people who, who, it's for people who work it, right? Um, because, because I can't want, I have sponsees who, who have dropped out. I've been sponsoring less than a year. I have sponsees who, who aren't here anymore. I have, I have sponsees who are heavier than I was when I started and, 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 and dropped out. Um, and it happens. This is, this is not, uh, an easy program, but it is a simple program. There's nine tools. Um, pick, pick one today and work it more than you did yesterday. My, if, I, if I can implore you to anything, it's grow your willingness to work more of this program. If you have a sponsor, if you don't have a sponsor, find a sponsor who has the recovery you want. If you have a sponsor, find a willingness to do more of what they do and acknowledge that and, and let it be like, I had to stop arguing. And when I say I'm a pickle, there's no going back. Like I am clear and, and, and I don't want it to be from fear. I don't want to be afraid of being out there by myself, but given the choices, why would I want to be out there by myself? Because I think I have a better idea 
because because a, a, a hazelnut cream filled whatever donuts taste taste that much better than than abstinence feels. I don't I don't know how many of those it would take for me to for me to go back down the down the road to 500 and, and 12. But I know that if I can go back, if I go back to 300, I can go back to 350. If I can go back to 350, I can go back to four. Four can be 450. 450 can be five. And five and five can be 550, six, 650. And I know fellows in recovery. I have a fellow in 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 my sober who I know through sober eating who's bedridden. Who who hadn't is is it wants to live in like like nobody's business, because and, and has gotten to the point that he can now stand up, get into his wheelchair, stand up for five minutes at a clip, and that is a miracle because the man had been bedridden for eight years with this disease. Because I have other fellows, um, I have a fellow Paul and a fellow Boaz within the last two years, two more fellow fellow men, hundred pounders who relapsed who didn't make it back before their time, one in their 40s, one in their uh, late 50s, early 60s. So yeah, I'd love to scare you, but, but, it's, but no one can want this for you more than you want it for yourself. You can't give it to anybody who doesn't, who doesn't want it. And, um, and the best thing I can do is be an example. The best thing I can do is, is, is practice what I preach, is shut up and get with God, whatever that's gonna look like. Right. And be and, and let it be silly and let it be crazy. I went and bought I, I went and bought the prayer book from when I was a camper from when I was 12 or 13 years old from camp, because that's the one that resonated with me. I went and paid the camp $18 and they mailed me a book. And I and I keep that with my with my with my morning ritual stuff. And I don't do it every day. But when I do it, it's it's 20, 25 minutes to, to sit there and pray my regular OA daily prayers, seven minutes in and out. Bam, bam. Um, I want, I want my ego wants to be the guy that that's going to come in here and, and say that there's now 172 of you and that, that somebody here is going to get some part of the miracle that I've got. Right. And, and, um, and I want to be that service and I want to have, of course, I want to be that like rah, rah ego guy, because that's like, cause that serves me. Um, but I'm more, more interested in what serves you. So, um, if you want to live, um, if you want, I have, I have had the experience of, of starting of, 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 of fits and starts into the fourth dimension of existence of like, oh my goodness, this is my life now. Um, amazing and scary and beautiful and wonderful. And I believe now that I have, that I get messages. If I can get quiet enough, God, God if it, maybe it's only a whisper but the universe, God, spirit is, has got something for me. Um, and when it's not, it comes in loud and it comes in angry. When I'm not paying attention, it comes in pain and it comes in disruption and it comes in sprained uh, toes and twisted ankles because I get to remember, hey, wait, Joe, if you don't take care, if you don't ice your knees regularly and you don't ice your toe and you don't proactively take care of these things and massage it and like do that because you've got physical damage to your body, that you've done from a lifetime of, of the eating you've done, then, then, then I'm going to take you out of the game and sprain it. And, and now you have to pay attention to it. And now you have no choice. And if I could grow the willingness, right, that's, that's where I am. Can I grow the willingness to take better care of my body, to take better care of my sleep, take better care of my, uh, uh, of my, of my, of my eating schedule with my new job so that I'm not sitting there at nine o'clock at night, first having dinner, still abstinent, 
but nine o'clock at night um, because that doesn't build serenity for me. And now I only worry about two relationships, my relationship with myself and, and what I'm feeling, what's going on with me. And if I, and if I get to, and if I need support around that to call a fellow, you, you may hear around the rooms, get in the herd, get in the center of the herd. I spell herd H-E-A-R-D. Get in the center of the H-E-A-R-D, be heard. Okay, I've got, Nine I've got, minutes, thank you. Three minutes, that's uh, three minutes remaining, right? Correct. Uh, thank you. So, so I've got no less than 40, but probably close to 100, 110 people after four years. And I'm a social butterfly. I love the sound of my own voice. I will call people, I will get over the, the in this fellowship, in my other fellowship, I got over the, you know, 500 pound phone. Um, I, I'm the guy who will call people more than I have to because I don't want to be the a-hole who only calls people when I need to. Because I don't want to be the guy who somebody, somebody, to be calling somebody and then to say, oh, Joe only calls me when he's upset or only calls me when he needs something because I don't want to be that guy. So I do more work than I think I have to. That's one way I grow my willingness to work that tool. So, so if, you don't, if, you have, if you have three people you can call today, call three more, right? I, call, I try and call enough when the calling is easy, when I'm not having tremendous end of the world problems that I don't want to pick up and call people over so that when I do have those end of the world problems and I'm not going to call people, I'm getting the callbacks. And I got that from another fellow. Um, I, I am passionate. I, I am uh, uh, about, about life. I'm passionate about the gifts. I, the last thing I will leave you with so I said, I'm a pickle, right? I can never go back to being a cucumber. I'm a compulsive overeater, right? I are, are uh, uh, and the other one is, is higher power. Pardon me, the other one. I got that two relationships that I worry about. One is my relationship with myself. The other is with my higher power. So me and spirit, if me and spirit are on, are on, are on, are, 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 are seeing eye to eye, right? Conscious contact, whatever that's going to look like. Sometimes conscious contact is, I don't need one more sip of soda or conscious contact is, it's more important that I talk to you than I, I prepared my, my, my hot tea and I have my diet cola and I've got my, my cup of water and I've got my, my, my diet, my diet juice drink. Like, but I didn't need any of that because being present with you, being available to you. And I'm sitting here, I was intimidated by 30 minutes and, and here I am coming up on, on 30 minutes. And, and I feel like I could, I, I just, I'm just so passionate because I see, I see your faces and, and I see a room full of people as I, as I flip through the page to the other page, I see a room full of people who want this, who want, who want. I, my experience has been, and I'm starting to pay attention that when I make a decision out of love, faith, patience, or abundance, that decision works about better for me in the long run. Love as opposed to hate, faith as opposed to doubt, Patience as opposed to impulse, abundance as opposed to lack. And, 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 and if, I can, if I can couch it, and, and, and I'm not perfect, I'm never gonna be perfect, but, but to keep coming in and, and, and giving my best effort. And, and, for, the, and for, for you all, I want you to know that, um, that it is an honor and a blessing and um, and and if and if there's just 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 reach for it. We're we're here. Just just reach for it. Thank you. Joe, thank you so so much. I'm just gonna read a part out of the big book to follow Joe's share, page three seven four. One of the stories flooded with feeling. 
what do I believe as a result? I can say that doubting God's existence was no barrier at all to a spiritual experience. Also, I can say that having such an experience didn't lead me to any certainty about God. Alcoholics Anonymous, Overeaters Anonymous gives me the freedom to believe and to doubt as much as I need to. I do know that my life is different now. I haven't had a compulsive uh, alcoholic fit or drink since I came to OAAA. I have fewer resentments and I don't spend much time thinking about the past. I found that my experience can be of help to other people. I have come to believe that hard times are not just meaningless suffering and that something good might turn up at any moment. That's a big change for someone who used to come in come to in the morning feeling sentenced to another day of life. When I wake up today, there are lots of possibilities. I can hardly wait to see what's going to happen next. I keep coming back because it works. <laughs>